What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the career of legendary actor Robert De Niro and the movie Old. First, let's talk about the career of Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro is thought of by many as the greatest actor of all time, so let's talk about his really fascinating career. Even at the earliest parts of his career, he was giving committed performances in Mean Streets with Harvey Keitel. This is the movie that makes Robert De Niro a movie star in my opinion. You watch that movie and Harvey Keitel is the lead of the movie and he's a fantastic actor. Harvey Keitel is also one of the best but Robert De Niro seals the entire movie. And for me that's really what being a movie star is about. It's not about being the lead character of a movie. Yes, being a leading man is important but being the most interesting thing on screen is the most important and in that film Robert De Niro is the most interesting thing on screen and then he starred in Godfather Part 2 where he won his first Oscar for supporting actor Taxi Driver which is one of his most iconic performances The Deer Hunter and Raging Bull where he won his second Oscar this time for lead actor you can honestly say that the peak of De Niro's career is from 74 to 80 where he was nominated for four Oscars for Godfather Part 2 Taxi Driver The Deer Hunter and Raging Bull and he won two Oscars during that period for The Godfather Part 2 and Raging Bull. And during this time period, he also had a rivalry with Al Pacino. They were both going back and forth between who was the best actor. While De Niro was on his run, Pacino was in The Godfather, Serpico, Dog Day Afternoon. You don't have acting rivalries anymore like the one between De Niro and Pacino. It's not like in the 2000s we were comparing Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio the way we were with Pacino and De Niro, and that's why I really think I consider that time to be the peak time of American cinema. And you can't talk about De Niro's career without also talking about his legendary collaborations with director Martin Scorsese. The two of them have worked on the films Mean Streets, Taxi Driver, New York, New York, Raging Bull, The King of Comedy, Goodfellas, Cape Fear, Casino, and The Irishman. And their most beloved films have been the ones involving gangsters. Goodfellas, which is widely regarded as one of the best movies ever. Casino, which I felt was super underrated at the time because it was thought of as a Goodfellas retread. It's much more than that. And The Irishman, which had three great performances from De Niro, Pacino, and Pesci. And the work De Niro did with Joe Pesci in those films are incredible. Those two are one of the best acting duos ever. Pesci gave great performances when working with De Niro in Raging Bull, where they played brothers. Goodfellas, where Pesci won the Oscar for Best Support actor, Casino, and The Irishman. Getting back to De Niro and Scorsese, it's one of the best actors of all time working with one of the best ever filmmakers. They never made a bad movie, and usually they made an outright classic. The duo is set to reunite in Scorsese's next film, Killers of the Flowers Moon, where De Niro is set to co-star with Scorsese's new leading man, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jesse Plemons. You know that film is going to be great. Scorsese is far from the only great filmmaker De Niro has worked with. He's worked with Michael Mann on Heat, where he had that iconic scene with Pacino. It was the first time they were on screen together. I recently watched Heat. Wow, what a great film that is. Val Kilmer has never been better. And yes, Pacino and De Niro are incredible in that film. He also worked with James Mangold on Copland, which is such a good film. It also stars Sylvester Stallone. And I'm sorry, Rocky fans, Stallone has never been better than in the movie Copland. 
Plant, and that film also co-stars Harvey Keitel and Ray Liotta, who previously worked with De Niro. Keitel in Mean Streets and Taxi Driver, and Liotta in Goodfellas. De Niro has worked with Quentin Tarantino on Jackie Brown, Barry Levinson on Wag the Dog, and recently with David O. Russell on Silver Linings Playbook, American Hustle, and Joy. Usually, when you think about Robert De Niro, you think about a guy who was super intense, giving committed performances, but De Niro has given some really good, decent comedic turns in Midnight Run, Analyze This, and Meet the Parents. The keys to those films, in my opinion, is De Niro is partnered with incredible comedic actors, the late, great Charles Grodin in Midnight Run, Billy Crystal and Lisa Kudrow in Analyze This, and Ben Stiller in Meet the Parents. If those films were asking Robert De Niro to be the funniest things in those movies, those films would be outright failures. But because he is working with such great comedic talent, those turn out to be great films. In particular, I love Meet the Parents. It's one of those films I've seen a hundred times. I love Ben Stiller in that movie. I love Robert De Niro in that movie. Owen Wilson is great in that movie. For many, De Niro is considered the absolute best actor of all time. And I do think he's one of the very best. And that's why I'm confused by how many bad movies he's been in. These include The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle, Showtime, The Big Wedding, The Family, Grudge Match, Dirty Grandpa, The Comedian, and War with Grandpa. And I don't know why these films upset me so much. It's that big of a deal that the guy works a lot so he occasionally makes bad movies. But there's a part of me that thinks that younger people only know De Niro because of these films. Like one of the first films I saw De Niro in was The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. And one of the films I have the most problems with is Grudge Match. It's a movie where De Niro and Sylvester Stallone star as aging boxers. These guys starred in two of the best boxing movies of all time, De Niro and Raging Bull and Stallone and Rocky, and now they are ridiculing the genre by making a movie that could tarnish their overall legacy? That's the film for me that is the most maddening on that list. Yeah, Dirty Grandpa is bad, The War with Grandpa is bad, but Grudge Match really gets on my nerve. Because it's like two guys lazily cashing in on their overall legacy. They know we want to see them be in a boxing movie. The sad part is they were in a terrible boxing movie together. De Niro should be and probably will be remembered for his early classics. The other frustrating thing about it is De Niro can still be very good on screen when he wants to. I thought he had an incredible 2019 where he starred in both The Irishman where he was Oscar nominated and he had a supporting role in Joker with Joaquin Phoenix and I think that one scene between him and Joaquin Phoenix on that talk show is the best scene of 2019. I think it's right up there with that scene in Heat where De Niro and Pacino meet as one of the greatest scenes of Robert De Niro's career. That might be blasphemy for some of you but it's that great of a scene. It's what makes the Joker a great movie in my opinion. My two favorite performances from De Niro are in Taxi Driver and Raging Bull. I think these two performances define my 
modern acting. A lot of actors try and duplicate these performances. A lot of leading men want to play a dark, complicated character like Travis Bickle, Christian Bale in American Psycho, Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler, and Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. And with Raging Bull, a lot of actors want to do a boxing movie where they gain weight and transform like De Niro did in that film. Mark Wahlberg in The Fighter, Jake Gyllenhaal in Southpaw, and Miles Teller in Bleed for this. It's their version of what De Niro did in Raging Bull. This and all these actors were inspired by these two De Niro performances. Imitation is the best form of flattery and these films are both over 40 years old and are still held in such high regard. They are the gold standard. I think one of the biggest reasons everyone fell in love with those performances because De Niro was not doing super heroic things playing these characters, Travis Bickle and Jake LaMotta. He was not doing the regular leading man thing. He wasn't trying to be beloved. He was just trying to play these characters as well as he could. And man, did he do such a good job doing it. He should have won an Oscar for Taxi Driver and he rightfully won an Oscar for Raging Bull. The most underrated performance of De Niro's career is in Brian De Palma's The Untouchables where he plays legendary gangster Al Capone and he's fantastic in the role. He's overshadowed by Sean Connery, Kevin Costner, and Andy Garcia, but I love him in that role and I wish we got to see him play Capone as the lead of a movie. I would much rather his Capone than Tom Hardy's Capone. De Niro is in a stage in his career where he should do all supporting roles. He can't carry a movie anymore. All of his recent successes have been giving supporting turns in Sunshine, a movie I absolutely love. Limitless with Bradley Cooper, which I think is super underrated. The Intern with Anne Hathaway, which is a delightful film, and he's also more of a co-lead, but he can show flashes of still being a major movie star, but he can no longer carry a movie as the main draw. He can no longer be the best actor in a movie. Going back to De Niro's peak, think about all the leading men of that era. To go along with De Niro, you had Al Pacino, Dustin Hoffman, Gene Hackman, Robert Redford, and Jack Nicholson. People are nostalgic about that time period because of these performers, and De Niro is arguably the best of them. He will be immortalized, and rightfully so. De Niro's upcoming performances are super exciting. Like I said, he's reteaming with Scorsese on Broken Flowers, which will be the first time since this boy's life he's been in a film with Leonardo DiCaprio. He's going to show up in David O. Russell's next film with Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Rami Malek, and Anya Taylor-Joy. Here's the list of Robert De Niro performances I recommend the most. Mean Streets, The Godfather Part 2, Taxi Driver, The Deer Hunter, Raging Bull, The King of Comedy, The Untouchables, Midnight Run, Goodfellas, Awakenings, Casino, Heat, Copland, Wag the Dog, Analyze This, Meet the Parents, Stardust, Limitless, Silver Linings Playbook, The Intern, Joker, and The Irishman. Watch these performances and enjoy the work of one of the best actors of all time, Robert De Niro. Now let's switch gears and talk about the latest film from director M. Night Shyamalan Old. Here's a quick synopsis. A married couple and their children along with a few others are picked to go on an all-expense tropical vacation and while they are there they go to a mysterious beach that is not exactly what it seems. This is one of those films I really wanted to watch. I find I'm hit and miss with M. Night Shyamalan. I really love his film Split but some of his other films I find to be quite weird. I think he's one of the biggest hit or miss filmmakers and for me the movie Old is a bit of a miss and 
and I'll get into the reasons why. The movie stars Vicky Kripes, the breakout star of Phantom Thread, Thomason McKenzie from Jojo Rabbit, Alex Wolf from Hereditary and Pig, and Eliza Scanlon from Little Women. The lone standout performance from me and old comes from Thomason McKenzie, who is one of the most consistent young actresses working today. I thought she was brilliant in Jojo Rabbit. She should have been Oscar nominated for that film and at 21 years old has already been a part of some really impressive films The King and True History of the Kelly Gang. Currently she's in the new Edgar Wright film Last Night in Soho and is also in the upcoming film Power of the Dog with Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons and is set to be the lead of Olivia Wilde's next film Perfect. In old she feels like a true movie star like if the movie revolved around her for the entire time period of the film, I probably would have really liked the movie Old. Let's talk about the director of this film, M. Night Shyamalan, who has had a fascinating career. He was once dubbed the next Steven Spielberg after breaking out with The Sixth Sense and getting an Oscar nomination for the screenplay of that film, and like I said, since he's been hit or miss, Unbreakable, which was ahead of its time, and then you have Signs in the Village, two films that are really good. I mean, first with Signs, I think it's a perfect alien film. Mel Gibson is great in that movie. I really enjoy Joaquin Phoenix in that one. Abigail Breslin. And then in the village, Shyamalan gets some really great performances from Phoenix, William Hurt, and Adrian Brody. In my opinion, the thing that is holding those two films back from being perfect is M. Night Shyamalan's obsession with the movie Twist. Why is Shyamalan obsessed with Twist? Because it's a thing that made him famous in the first place with The Sixth Sense. And in my opinion, to have a great twist, you have to just it with how the movie ends and in my opinion a lot of the time he fails to do so and it's the major issue I have with most of his films including old. I think his best movie overall is the one movie that does not rely on a stupid twist and that is Split. Split is a great movie because of the performance of James McAvoy. It just feels like sometimes M. Night Shyamalan does not realize that the actors are the star of the movie not his twist. He he has made movies that star Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix. Just let those great performers guide the movie. I don't need the shocking ending and the shocking twist. Just give me a good movie. And a lot of the time he fails to do that. And I think he fails that in old. Listen, you get a really good Thomas and McKenzie performance in the middle of that movie. And then you get to the ending, which she's not even in. And that stupid twist did not justify the ending of the movie old. And listen, I get the over overall theme of the movie. I know what the movie Old is about. I won't spoil it, but I don't think it's worth it. Like, I don't need that silly little message in a movie like this. The twist did not justify the ending of the movie. Or vice versa. One thing that did impress me about Old was how well it did at the box office. Despite coming out in the middle of a pandemic, it made $90 million at the box office and it cost only 18 to make. He is a director that a lot of people care about and rightfully so. He's still an interesting filmmaker. I just think he is someone who gets in his own way. In honor of M. Night Shyamalan, here are my five favorite movie twists. Number one, Primal Fear. The reveal about Edward Norton's character in this film is incredible. It makes the entire movie work. No matter how you feel about the movie up until that point, that moment happens and you're like, wow, that was a great film. Richard Gere has never been better. It was a great introduction. 
connection to Edward Norton. That is the greatest movie twist of all time. That is the perfect twist because it justifies the movie's existence and it's the ending of the movie. It is the absolute peak of the movie twist. Number two, David Fincher's Fight Club, another film with Norton. The big reveal is about Brad Pitt's Tyler and it's glorious. I love Fight Club and I love that moment because in that moment, the entire movie makes sense. It makes the movie so much better. The first time you see it, it's incredible filmmaking. It justifies the movie's existence. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about the movie twist. The twist needs to make the movie a thousand times better and it needs to make sense and the twist in Fight Club makes so much sense. Number three, this one might come as a surprise to people, but Spider-Man Homecoming, this twist involves Michael Keaton's Vulture and the moment in particular is one of the best scenes I've ever seen in a superhero movie. In that moment, you are like, wow, this is one of the best Spider-Man movies I have ever seen. Michael Keaton has never been better. Tom Holland has never been better than in that moment. It brought something different to a superhero movie like you had never seen anything like it. I love that moment and I love Spider-Man Homecoming. Number four, Shutter Island, one of the most underrated Martin Scorsese films and when you get to the twist, Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Ruffalo, and Sir Ben Kingsley bring their A-game. I mean, this twist really justifies what Mark Ruffalo was doing in that entire movie. I love Shutter Island. I love everything about it. The twists that I'm talking about are not the ones that confuse you even more than the movie itself. The twists that I'm talking about are the ones that explain the entire movie. And at number five, I have Gone Baby Gone. The twist in this movie sets up one of the best endings in movie history I've ever seen. Casey Affleck and Morgan Freeman have a great back and forth moment. I love Gone Baby Gone. It's one of the most underrated rated movies of all time. I was mentioning my favorites, but you have to talk about M. Night Shyamalan's Sixth Sense. I'm not going to reveal the twist, but it's the best usage of the twist he's ever used in one of his movies. But it's also become kind of his fatal downfall. Again, I think The Village and Signs would have been perfect movies without those silly twists. So again, if you want to see movies that in my opinion effectively use the movie twist, here's the list. Number one, Primal Fear. Number two, Fight Club, number three, Spider-Man Homecoming, number four, Shutter Island, and number five, Gone Baby Gone. And my final opinions about the movie Old is it's not a very good movie. It has one really good performance from Thomas and Mackenzie, but the rest of it is just so weird, and I think the weirdest thing about it is the tone. Am I supposed to be laughing? Am I supposed to be scared? I have no idea. I want more movies from M. Night Shyamalan like Split, and less movies like Old. If you're a fan of M. Night Shyamalan, I would definitely check out this movie because he does a lot of the things that he does in some of his other films, but if you're looking for a masterpiece in one of the best films of the year, then no, I would not recommend Old. I wanted a lot more from it. I think Old is one of the biggest disappointments of the year. I think of the two biggest disappointing films of the year are Gunpowder, Milkshake, and Old. I went into those films thinking I was going to see a great film, something that I wanted to see, and I left those films super 
super disappointed in what I saw. M. Night is not a director I'm going to give up on, though. I really love three of his films. I really love Signs. I really love The Village. And I really love Split. So, I'm hoping he bounces back. But I do think Old was super disappointing. I'm just being honest about my opinions on the film. My only positive note is I already thought this going in, but now I fully believe Thomas and Mackenzie is a future movie star. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And this week, I put the spotlight on the career of actor Robert De Niro in the movie Old. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on the most critically acclaimed actors of all time, Meryl Streep, and the movie The Harder They Fall, starring Jonathan Majors, Idris Elba, Zazie Beats, Regina King, Delroy Lindo, and Lakeith Stanfield. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.